Hey guys, uh, welcome back. Episode 10 oh. of Pod by the River. Is that what we're called? Pod by, is it Pod by? Yeah, Pod by the River, PBR. Sure are. Yeah, that's the show. That's sure the show. Are. That's the one we're on. Yeah, we're at episode 10. The birth of Wolfdale? Intrigued? Mm. Find yes. out what, what what's going on. How I, I'm joined, I'm Ed Hand, uh person who... Did, did some shots with some Red Sox players that I'm not going to say which ones on the air, but um, I'm just I'm just going to say that uh, one of them. I mean, they're both relievers, but I'm not going to go into details beyond that. But it was I was at Winter Weekend, and it was uh, it was an experience. I don't I wouldn't say it was the most fun I've ever had. I wouldn't say I hated it. It was just kind of like, I, you know, I've never been to one of these conventions before. The last one I went to was in 2009. Um, and it was an anime convention because I wanted to I, I wanted to fuck a girl that was really into Sailor Moon. So I uh, I went for three days and it didn't happen. She actually ended up hooking up with a guy dressed up as Tuxedo Mask. So uh, Weebs, that'll make sense to you. Um, it didn't make happens. sense to me until a little bit later. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it happens to the best of us. Uh, but I'm joined uh, today by the ever popular uh, Zaddy of, where were you, Lake Placid instead of Winter Weekend, Brady? That I can confirm. Yes, you're looking it good. You shave, you shave the beard. You got like, I mean, you're, you're really leading into the zaddy look. You really are. Well, I I figured when when the Red Sox would announce that Jordan Montgomery signing that I had to be ready, right? Yeah, you wanted like to be I, fresh for it. Yeah, I was, I, and I'm 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 still holding out. I'm still waiting, and I guess we're just gonna we're gonna troll it along. This is like the old JD Martinez signing from years ago, right? We know it's gonna happen. We just gotta keep on. Do we? Do we? Brady, I, I want to be at some point in my life when I am handsome, wealthy, happily married with two beautiful children, and I can just live in complete delusion. Like that—that's that's what me. I want out of my life. Dude, well, Brady's like, usually the local fucking pessimist, and like he's like Captain Optimism of the offseason. Meanwhile, I've turned into him. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, I, I love I love a good role reversal. You know, yeah. it's it's, uh, it's 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 nice. It will cost oh, yeah. you extra on the street for that. Just so you know, a little role <laughs> reversal. That's not cheap. You know, I, I tweeted about this too, but I know for a fact I've been too negative lately because I literally had a Felger and Maz clip recommended in my YouTube. I was fucking ill, genuinely sick, sick to my stomach. I'm like, God damn it. This is where I'm at. This is where my discourse has been at. My God, I guess I'm I don't ashamed. really need to introduce you, Hogdale, do I? Who fucking introduction? I did not ask, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Just Dude. burst into the scene. Hey! Dude, genuinely, it's bad. It's been so bad this week. The vibes, like, in terms of just, uh, you know, the vibe check, if you put, like, the, the vibometer, like, held it up in the air, the vibes are negative. It's actually killing all of us. The vibe is suffocating, if you will. So I, I've got a question for you, Hogdale. Are you an only child? No, sir. What, how many siblings do you have? I'm the oldest of three. Okay. Uh, how, how would you describe the, the younger two? Uh, my little brother is only two years younger than me. I mean, what's he good like? Dude. Uh, he's just, uh, he's a bit crazy, but a lot. Well, <laughs> like, is he violent? 
No, no, is not, his name not, Wolf? not anymore. Used to be. <laughs> is his name Wolf is really my question here. Because his name I, is not, um, it is not Wolf. At, is. at winter weekend. So um, I got, I, I, again, like I was saying, I was drinking with some of the players, drinking with some of the reporters. We, mm. you know, we actually, I, I know I heard and th- th- that one of the Red Sox players was getting absolutely lit at the casino after. I don't know which one, but I went back at like 1130 because I'm old and I was tired. Um, but I had this dream. I had this really crazy fucking dream where um, there was like an evil Hogdale, but he wasn't Hogdale. He wouldn't go by Hogdale. He went by Wolfdale. He was Wolfdale and he was like a lone wolf that hunted on his own and he was trying to kill me. And it was like one of these like night terrors where I'm spending the entire time trying to evade him. Um, and I knew it was Wolfdale because he kept on sending me these like really threatening uh, DMs. Like, it was still very Twitter-centric and, like, built in reality, except it was, like, an evil... Like, and it wasn't, like, a, a like a, like a comic book superhero-y evil. It was just, like, you, but, like, like, like a little bit, like, more muscular, a little bit more, like, uh, angry. Uh, like, he had really big eyebrows. That's the thing that I remember, like, about it. He'd, like, they'd get, like, really furrowed when he was, like, chasing me. Um, wow. Is Wolfdale real? I... I think Wolfdale's just your sleep paralysis demon, brother. I'm glad you had this experience and you shared it with us, but I'm also mildly concerned. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I have a theory, though, that Wolfdale is actually you projecting all of your oh negativity subconsciously onto me as I'm asleep. Like, that's my working course. theory. It felt real, okay? It felt it, real. It is real. Uh, Hogdale, you need to stop, all right? Stop pretending. <laughs> Thank you, Brady. Like, Thank you. Yeah, I woke up real. covered in sweat. You weren't dreaming, my friend. You know, like that was that happened. I don't know how to tell you that. That that shit happened. No, it happened in you know in Teleonria, the fucking world of dreams for anyone who's read Wheel of Time. <laughs> I couldn't put it down. <laughs> Brady, have have you met Wolfdale in one of your dreams? Has he? Has he I've been threatened. You? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I, I, I get it. I'm sorry. Like I just, I get it, Wolfdale. Sorry. Yeah, you just got to back away slowly. And just give Wolfdale whatever the fuck he wants. We need. He wanted my life. He was trying to kill Wolf- me. Yeah, that's small potatoes, right? What we need to do is send Wolfdale directly <laughs> to Yawkey Way or whatever the fuck we call it anymore. Because I don't think we can call it Yawkey Way, Champions Way, but we don't. Nightmare do on Jersey Street. Right, right. There we go. Yeah. But no, yeah. back to it. Wolfdale is real. Hogdale, please stop pretending like it's not real. Yeah, I really got to say, it was crazy. The thing about Yawkey Way is, I remember when they were, like, renaming it. And, uh, you know, I, I thought I thought kind of weird. The vibe was a bit weird that the top replacement name was Racist Road. I thought it was a bit on the nose. <laughs> you know, I'm really glad they settled on something else. You know, I really thought we were trying to move away from that direction. You know, it's like when the Washington Redskins made the bold decision to change their name to the D.C. Redskins. You know, would have been a better name than the Washington Redskins or the DC Redskins or the DC, um, whatever they turned themselves into. What are they like the the football team? Yeah, they're just they're the they're the that's the... go guardian. Isn't that the term? That's no, they're Cleveland. The, no, they're the communists. The you know the commanders, the commies. <laughs> uh, commanders. How about the Washington Wolfdales? Yeah, see, this alliteration. Is for <laughs> yeah. I see. Yeah, just murder your murder your opponent. So that's that's you know, that gives you an idea of where I I was at at Winter Weekend. It was it was fine. Like it, ownership predictably got a lot of booze. I'll tell you this: Alex Cora what? is Why? a really good speaker. 
Alex Cora is, I was, I was ready to run through a wall for him. Uh, Tristan Cassis is hilarious. Um, but it, it just, the, the vibes were just kind of weird. Like people were just sort of bummed out. I think the best thing they did was the Tim Wakefield tribute was really good. They got just, I think Pap was just drunk for the entire, like they had this uh, talk show that was just him kind of yelling at people. Um, so first he, he yelled at, I think he, he told uh, Tristan Cassis, Trevor Story and Alex Cora that they're in, uh, they were in last place and, that he, Jonathan Papelbon, was never in last place, and that he's a fucking winner. Like, he was swearing a lot. Uh, like, I Tom Karen, was, poor Tom Karen was just like, this is going to be cut down to nine minutes. <laughs> like, we're not going to be able to use any of this footage. Um, yeah, that ownership came down, and everybody was booing him and uh, booing them. It was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sam Kennedy and uh, Breslow. Yes. Breslow wasn't really booed. It was more like he was just kind of in the aftermath of the Kennedy boos. Good. Poor guy. That means, that, that means they get it. Means the people in attendance get who to boo. Yeah, and, I would just you know, funnel all of my rage at Sam Kennedy, like right, wrong, or indifferent, just all of it. I don't want to give it to like I. It's not it's not Tom Werner's fault, but if someone had to get a magnifying glass of anger, because that guy just shrugs it off. Did you see his quote today? Which no, was kind of like, I don't hate I, myself, Brady. I've stopped reading these things. I don't like paraphrasing. Was like, like of course we fucking care. Of course we fucking want to win for anyone who doesn't think that we, that we're hundred percent in for winning this year. They don't know who the fuck Fenway sports group is. And it's like, really? Like, was that just Papelbon in like a Sam Kennedy mask? That's a lot of F bombs for those guys. I don't <laughs> think he cursed once. He probably said like, golly gee, will. Yeah. If, like, if you don't, he said you're lying to yourselves. You think we don't care. No, we're really not. We're just people just pay attention. People just like use their eyes and ears to take in the information that ownership gives to us. I mean, you just straight up lied to the fan base, like fucking point blank. There's really nothing that you could try to fucking rephrase or, you know, walk back on full throttle as much as you guys can. Full throttle means what full throttle means. We all fucking knew what it meant. You're trying to gaslight all of us into believing it's something different. I'm just fucking, I'm sick of ownership, man. They, they treat the fan base like they're stupid. And uh, I've been really annoyed in the last day because I've seen people like push back on the idea of like uh, thinking like boycotting is just dumb in general because ownership won't notice. You can't, this doesn't work both ways, guys. When was Heim Bloom fired last year? What was the September. notable event that happened just before he got fired? My birthday. There was a Red Sox Yankee series. There oh, were barely like any Red Sox season. fans in attendance. It was like 80% fucking Yankees fans. And like, it seemed at that time, like, ownership was like, wow, this is an embarrassment. Our PR is so bad right now. Let's make the PR move, which it fucking was a PR move of firing Heim Bloom and get these idiots off of our back. And then, oh, I, oh, and then they had zero follow through. Dude, if they had like done anything if they <laughs> had literally done anything to like come you know on. add to make the team better you could tell me it isn't a pr move tell me it wasn't a pr move what is it Breslo was done? not a pr move really what has Breslow done two what things Breslo can be true no there are two things being true at the same time you can you can back the plan and go like this but that's not the guy to enact the plan Really? Like, uh, Brady, no, 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 no. Let me speak. Let me speak. You goober. I will give you a kiss right now. You let me speak. How dare Ooh. you? <laughs> Come on. Get when, sassy. Let's when go. Bloom was fired, what was the core reason for why he was fired? 
because we're moving scared. into a different stage. We're going to be trying to win now. Full throttle. No, we fucking aren't. That was a lie. So they fired him to bring Breslow in to do literally the same thing that Bloom was doing. <laughs> All right. Counterpoint. What's the one thing the Red Sox haven't developed for basically 25 years? Uh, pitcher. Uh, it's, it's not starting so much pitching. that they haven't done it. It's that it's like one every 15 years. Oh, you know, okay. Right. Almost so the truth good. is, so Heimblum <laughs> comes in and in that length of time, there's really no one to call up from that that goes like this. Wow, there's the crown jewel, right? Like it's coming right now. Here it comes. And the truth really is like, Everyone else has everyone who's been here for a while has found good hitters. Like they found yes. good positional players time and time again. When you hear the negative, and I don't know how much is real, but when you do hear a GMs don't want to trade with them, when you hear that agents say this guy's not for real, when you hear him saying, when you hear the when there's smoke, there's some fire. But when paralysis by overanalysis, it's fair to say ownership can lose faith in the guy, but say his plan was smart but he may not be the guy to take the next step. The problem was Tom Werner should have said full throttle means we're going all in on Yamamoto. And if we don't sign him, there's no one else out there who is actually that kind of premier free agent that fits what we need to do right now. Because if we sign Aaron Nola to an eight-year deal, you're not like you're nervous about that. It's not going to work. This was not the offseason for that. Tom Werner opened up his mouth. Got me excited, which takes a while because I'm getting older now, right? But I, I got excited. And the truth really was, I don't know what move there was to make, really. Like, what was there? I mean, I, I think Breslow got in there and saw trades are not as easy as he thought they were. He probably thought he was going to sprinkle some magic dust. and He was. He made some good trades. I'm sorry. Not for pitching, but every other, every other trade he's made has been pretty uh, pretty it, solid. I've heard, it, like, uh, like, Carabas on his pod or others say, like, you know, now it's starting to get around. It's a bit concerning, like how Breslow's acting like this is like his first time doing this and that he's inexperienced. And I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't they just fire Haim because of like these same fucking reasons? Well, why the it fuck would you not give an advisor to either one of them? Like, how do I get that shit? How come Dave Dombrowski got it? How come literally Theo, Ep Theo Epstein had it? It doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't also, make any like sense. Okay, well, guys, 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 we can go in circles about this, but I I think that that's a really good point, and I'm kind of curious what both of you think. It doesn't make any sense. What do you think the end game here is? What do you think the actual plan for this offseason was, and how do you think it's going to evolve by the time we get to, you know, April or March or whenever it's happening? I mean, what their current plan from all indications is this year doesn't matter. We're punting. I'm I, I'm tired of people using the term bridge year. Bridge uh, has like the inkling of building towards something positive. They've given me no inkling that they're willing to spend any real money in the last few years. You could sign Jordan Montgomery fucking today, still be plenty under the luxury tax, and the no, team no. would be vastly improved for this year. For this year and for the next four years, there's literally no fucking reason to do it, but they don't want to do it because I don't know, man. Why don't they want to do it? We've never seen it. I, I was, I think this was the Catillo uh, McAdams one uh, show that uh, I was listening to on my way home from work, which by the way, I don't usually listen to pod like other podcasts, but I was listening to this one because uh, Catillo said that McAdam went off and I was curious about it. And it, it was, it was a pretty interesting listen. 
But it seems like th their theory seems to be that they're working with a very specific number on their budget, and it's less than nine. what it was going to be. This team brought home $500 million of revenue last year, and you're working within a specific budget. All of you go fuck yourselves. But why? All of you. No, like, seriously, though, like, why would they have this sudden business change? And it is somewhat sudden. I, I, what the I hell happened the in 2009? I, I think the truth really is that they're looking at it right now and going like, and I, this is the, my, my worst case scenario. They're not one year away. So if we're multiple years away, then why would you sign Jordan Montgomery? And I think that really is the really fucking scary thing. But I'm going to say right now, you ask what I think is going to happen. I'm going to fucking hold out hope for no goddamn reason. Just, just, I'm just going to do it. Because right? good no, things happen to Ryan Brady when he believes in them. Yep. It really doesn't. Yep. So ready? They're going to fucking wait Jordan Montgomery's market out. And you know what? Yeah. Jordan Montgomery is coming home because he's going to shove up the Yankees ass. And you know what? I believe in Andrew Bailey. God, I don't give a shit. You know what the truth is? He's going to make little twi tweaks and twinkers. And even if they don't get him, and I don't want Mike Clevenger, but I can force myself to just go like this. Well, I care more about baseball and I can boo the fucking individual. Is I think somehow, shape or form, Alex Cora knows what he signed up for or else he'd be walking right now too. And they would let him leave because if it's a full rebuild. So I think it was Yamamoto or bust. They went sideways and their problem is – they have three guys that they don't want. You know how much pressure is on these three fucking guys? Hey, no pressure. Come save a franchise before you even play a fucking baseball game. Like, what the fuck? Like, what the actual fuck? Dude, it just, uh, it's just beyond oh. asinine. The Red Sox right now are operating like we're the Seattle Mariners. Like, oh, we need to sit here and wait for the prospects to come save us. You're the, you're a fucking, you're the third most valuable franchise in Major League Baseball. Fucking act like it. You. It's it's infuriating. It's like you're the Wilpon owned Mets. That's what we are right now. A big market team that refuses to act like it is a big market team. You're not wrong, dude. Everything you're fucking saying is totally right. The truth is because you had a couple mistakes happen, right? Chris Sale gets hurt and you're like, boy, we really regret that fucking signing. So <laughs> from now on, never spend again. Right? Like that's that right there is Hein Bloom's. Like if you were like to say like, Hey, that was not a positive thing. So what you're taking that fear of transactions because they could blow up in your face. The thing you probably fired Heimblum for now ownership has like downloaded that into their fucking core being shut the fuck up. The truth really is you want us to go out there and pay all that money to go watch and root for the fucking Red Sox. I'm okay. If they don't make the playoffs, cause I've been fucking spoiled. But don't fucking tell me when you have a manager like Cora right here right now, ready to go. You have story here, right here, right now. Devers, why the fuck did you greenlight uh, Jansen? Why did you greenlight Martin? Why did you greenlight Yoshida? Like, if Yoshida's here for Amazing five years, point. then why can't Jordan Montgomery be here for six? Like, clearly, like, like, there is no fucking plan, and that's the scariest fucking thing is that there is no plan and we're making up on a win. And it feels like everything was Yamamoto or bus. And I really think that their dumb ass thought that they were going to offer eight years, 25 million, and it was going to be blow everyone out of the water, just like Dice K years ago. Cause they're like, well, if we did it once, we'll just fucking do it again. Well, how the fuck did that work out? Well, the thing is they're treating this off season. Like last year's team was like a 50 win disaster, which is not true. The team last year easily makes the playoffs. If you sign like one and a half starters. Or if you make a, a real trade at the deadline. If you make a real trade at the goddamn deadline. Thank you. That's an amazing point. 
That's a, if you weren't going to spend this year, why didn't you go over the tax last year? Why didn't you make a real trade and go over the tax last year if you were committed to not staying under the tax this year? Oh, because you don't have a real plan? Oh, because you're fucking rudderless, directionless, and you brought in another guy who barely knows how to be a fucking, uh, <laughs> I want to say a GM, but because it's his first time doing it. I like Breslow. I think he's going to revamp the pitching here. But like again, it seems like Carabas made a great point on his podcast about this. Is like maybe the reason they're not spending is because the person that they hired, they hired specifically because they they wouldn't push John Henry's buttons and make him spend. Maybe he maybe John Henry didn't like getting conned by Dave Dombrowski. That's how he would have seen it in his eyes to make him spend on a bunch of teams and overspend his money because Dave knows how to make ownership spend. Remember last year when Philly was supposed to cut payroll and then they signed like three guys. That's the power of Dave Dombrowski. <laughs> it, it, it sure is pal. It sure Human fucking cocaine. is. I, can I ask you a question right now? Both of you real quick. Yeah. With the way the roster currently is, you know, I know we're not a finished product. I get it. But if you put Jordan Montgomery right now on the Boston Red Sox and made no other moves, do we have a DH? Nope. Right. But yes, we do, do we you, Christina. then who's your left fielder? Um, O'Neal. Okay. Okay. Great. Them. Okay. So right now, if you add your, just Jordan Montgomery right now, do you like that roster more than the one that ended last season? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the fucking thing. We'd still be under the goddamn luxury tax. And if they're in contention, then fucking make a move and add. I get it. Don't go balls to the wall because you don't believe into it. So spend 225 in that number. But you deliver me fucking Jordan Montgomery. I deserve, you know what? I deserve Jordan Montgomery. <laughs> You deserve, we all fucking deserve Jordan. See, that's what makes like any defensive ownership right now completely mute. You could add Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell if you really like him, either one of them. And you'd be under the luxury tax and this team is instantly much more interesting right now. It's just, it really is that simple. You're not wrong. But if you're telling me right now that we are specifically focused right now on developing through, you know, these core of young players, then Blake Snell with the qualifying offer attached, can't be part of it because everything now is about the youth. Everything's yeah, about the I youth. agree. I agree. Just, so then you, agree. you take your massive budget and you go like this. I know we're pitching pennies on everything, right? I know we're fucking you know, cutting, cutting coupons out here. But you want a lefty who's fucking durable, who can pitch in the ALEs? Fuck it. If it doesn't work in two years, trade them. Get some prospects because y'all can do that. You just did with Chris Sale. Like, like what the actual... F- He's going to come. It's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. Dude, it's crazy. Okay. It's crazy how much my tone will change if they sign Jordan Montgomery. It'll be like Correct. almost a complete fucking 180. It's like, okay, you care enough to make this season interesting. Because right. like, with this young core of guys, is it not good to get them playoff experience? You know, oh, the thank you. For a playoff run? Does, like, that, does that not help build intangibles? Like, like what are we if- doing? You want Tristan Cassis to be a cornerstone guy. I want him to be a cornerstone guy. Let him play meaningful baseball in September because if not, you're just going to wait to be a real – what if Kyle Till doesn't work out? What if, what if Marcelo's shoulders – just fuck. You got Cotter right? Wong. You got Cotter Wong then. You got oh, – yeah. This is why – hang on. This is why I have drafted all of those shortstops. <laughs> One of them Can will he- work out. He's like, can you pitch? Yeah, but can you pitch? So that's the thing, though. It's like, Brady, to expound on what you were saying, 
Like, if they're interesting, if they're deeply in, like, the hunt for a playoff spot deep into the year, and one of the big guys is ready to come up, that gives them invaluable playoff experience. It does Juice. nothing but benefit the team to be at least interesting this year. But at so this moment... So why are moment, they cutting payroll? That's uh, what I really, want to know. What is the, right what now, is the calculus? Right now, the only calculus is after 2018, John Henry stopped giving a fuck. That's literally it. And, like, I want to believe that's not true, but fucking, like, what All reason right. is there for them not to sign Jordan Montgomery right now? Well, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask somebody. We've got a guest on this show. Oh, uh, look at this handsome son of a he's, bitch. He's 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 <laughs> remarkably remarkably good looking. It's kind of look weird up. for me being with. Uh, I, I just I I feel like uh, a seventh grader at like a, a college party. You know, like I just. Like, 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 what this, are you talking about? For me. But uh, we've got a guest. We've got our friend from small state, go. big takes, Stephen O. Scott. How are you doing, buddy? Doing wonderfully. What an intro that really warms my heart. And it's you, the first person to ever really compliment my look. So I really appreciate that. No, Thank that's not. No. Like, yeah, that's because they're not looking at your face. They're looking, they're looking at other distracting <laughs> appendages. But uh, you got my heart. <laughs> Sure, yeah, we'll go with yeah. that. That's what you call yeah, it. that's yeah. the organ Ed was referring to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's okay. going on? How you guys doing? Thank you for having me, really. I really appreciate it. This is oh, awesome. my God. I'm so stoked to have you on, Steve. Like, first oh. of all, I've been on your guys' show like two or three times now, and I always find, like, there's always one person that's more marketable than everybody else. For our show, it's Hogdale. I think it's you for your show. I think you, you are. I think that I think that you're like, you're like Mickey Mouse, but like a plumber. <laughs> Yeah, you know? <laughs> me and uh, Hogdale you know, with the Mickey Mouse. He's Minnie on yeah. Mickey. It's dope. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm into that. I like that. Hogdale does do his Mickey Mouse voice a lot. I do. Have good Hogdale. Yeah. Hot boy. That's yeah, a cool boy. one. Yeah. What's going on today, fellas? <laughs> so for, uh, for people that aren't familiar oh, with I you, Steve, I'm just, uh, so can bad you, at goofy. Can you introduce yourself real quick? Oh <laughs> <Yep. laughs> uh, yes. Or- I <laughs> I am Steve Scott. I'm a plumber in Rhode Island. Um. And I'm in a podcast, Small State Big Takes. Uh, we've been doing that since like 2018. Um, we just kind of just, you know, talk about the Red Sox a lot and just a lot of, you know, New England sports. Um, and we branch out, do other like kind of like pop culture kind of stuff. But um, yeah, and I like to do my own stuff too. Just like talking with the homies, like meeting new people. And I'm happy to be here with my fucking boys. This has been like a long time in the making. For real. Yeah, so. this is, I think I asked you almost like a month ago and, um, you know, just stuff kind of kept getting in the way. And I was, I was working, we don't usually record on Mondays and you came on, I was kind of like, oh no, it's going to be like a weird time and we're going to have to push it back again. But you were like, nope, I'm fucking excited. I'm wearing, I'm wearing my, um, fuck, I'm forgetting the brand name. Oh, what are you talking about right here? It's Carhartt, baby. Carhartt, Ed. Yeah, I brought the Carhartt. That was such a shot. That apparently is very famous. This is, look, this is the Carhartt Marlins hat I'm rocking right now. What's what? going this? I was wondering why you were wearing a Marlins hat. That is that is so specific. I, I don't know why I'm wearing it either, but I just wanted to wear it for fun. <laughs> just because it had the Carhartt logo, you know? So you're Mr. Carhartt is what you're saying. Oh, I got so much Carhartt. You really didn't know about Carhartt, Ed? Is that so I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I actually own several Carhartt outfits. I just had no <laughs> idea what the brand name was. I've literally never heard it before. It's high quality material, bro. It is. Yeah, but they don't, sponsored by I don't see it on TV or anything. <laughs> like that's, I'm a slave to that kind of thing. 
Yeah, it's not on TV because it's for the the manual laborers out there in the world. You know, the the ass kickers, the the shit kicking motherfuckers. You know, they're they're out there. You know, this is this is that kind of attire. That is what your your license plate says on it, Hogdale. I don't know how you have that many letters, but it does say "shit kicking motherfucker" on the on your uh, your truck's license plate. Oh God, it would be Hogdale. But um, when we were so when we were coming on, we were talking about why haven't the Red Sox signed Jordan Montgomery? And I I, I want to know, Steve. I want to know why is he not on? His wife is uh, is in dermatology school in Boston. Red Sox need a guy that can that can kill innings for them. Why isn't Jordan Montgomery here? It's a great question. I still think it will happen. I think that the Red Sox. Will... Yes, Brady's dead. Let's go. Let's go. I needed that. Yep. Yeah, no, it's going to happen. I, I I have faith. And if not, I think either him or Snell is coming. This whole time, I weirdly held out hope that the Sox are going to get one of those two pitchers. Even though, even as pessimistic as Red Sox Twitter is and as the state of the Red Sox is, and I want to hear about, I don't know, you probably, you probably already spoken in, at length about the um, winter weekend there, but I want to know the vibe there. But realistically, I like the vibe for me is. They, they're going to sign somebody. They're, they're going to be bullied into signing at least one person. We can't go this whole time without yep. one signing. I, I really, I really, even as as pessimistic and as hateful as my heart has been for this team, I still believe that there oh, yeah. is a little bit of modicum of hope. Still, I hold out. You beautiful, <laughs> positive Carhartt wearing motherfucker. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Appreciate that. Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to hold out it. hope. You know, yep. without hope, you have nothing. And this Red Sox team, like we, like, look, we're all. I don't know I like how old people. you are, Hogdale. I feel like you're, you're younger than us significantly. I don't know. But Eighteen. Like, Hogdale's as old as time, and yet as fresh as a newborn. I have twenty-four. Whatever years you want old. him to be, baby. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> twenty-four. Old as I want him to be. Look, we we have witnessed like our life. At least, like I'm I'm thirty. My life has revolved around the hope that the Red Sox are going to be good, and even when they. Even when the yep. roster didn't look as good as it, it, other teams, there was still a weird hope, belief that they're going to be good. Like, like 2004, mm-hmm. did, did you really, like, in your heart throughout yeah. that season, believe like that, like that yeah. team was going to win? But I that sure was, did. Yeah, like, no, I, I did. Really, well, I, the, the idea of that it could happen was always there. There's always that hope. And then it did happen because we truly, like, I don't know. I, don't, I just, I love the Red Sox. I love them yeah. more than the ownership loves them, I believe. I believe all four of us do. And they're going to fucking sign somebody. It's going to happen. Hell yeah. This is what I needed. This is what the fuck I needed. That's right. What, what, what I hate is that I'm not optimistic right now. My optimism okay. has been fucking chipped away for like the last three years. And now I'm, I'm left an empty void. And it makes me so upset. I, I told these guys earlier, I got a fucking Felger and Maz recommended video in my YouTube <laughs> feed. That's how bad it is. It's so bad. I've never been more ashamed in my entire life. <laughs> and you're asking what, what, about the vibes at winter weekend. Yeah, it was just kind of dead. Like, and I don't mean like the people there that I talked to, super nice. Uh, Papelbon got drunk and was screaming at people. That was really fun. Cool. But there just were everybody that I talked to was like, yeah, this is the least amount of people I've ever seen here. And it was there would be they had like the little WEI booth set up, and you could just get right in the front row and watch Loomer Loney or whoever was on. Like it was there were no lines, which was great, except the, the vibes were just off. You know, they were just kind of dead really? uh they had this like panel uh in the morning for saturday where it was the top uh top prospects so it was nick york who was there um i think that was this would be a surprise for anybody that writes trade proposals 
<laughs> then it was also Meyer and Anthony and Teal, and they had this panel. And I think it was maybe a third full. There just weren't that excitement; just wasn't there. And I know they want their, I know they want the prospects of the future and all of that. And these guys, I th- I believe in them. I think they're going to be great. I think Roman Anthony's going to be Kyle Tucker with a cooler name, but mm. it's hard to sell that. It really is. What's well, because the only people like who care about prospects are the hardcore of the hardcore. Like that's a small section of your fan base. The people that are fucking live or die 162. That's who cares about the prospects. If you're selling that even to the semi-casual fans, like they're not right in front of me. I don't give a fuck. And I don't blame them for that. They're here. They're watching the major league team. And every indication is shown lately. They don't give a shit about the major league team. They, they're like, oh, we're going to hold off. We're going to be the Seattle Mariners. You know, we got to wait for uh, for Julio to be ready in two years. Fucking joke of a team right now, man. Just a joke. It's also a hard selling point to say Roman Anthony, Kyle Tucker with a cooler name. Like that that doesn't really – that doesn't flow off, you know, too well, Ed. So, I mean, as a PR standpoint, they may want to start there and say like, all right, how are we going to package Roman Anthony as – like that's that's not a good calling card. Like you have Guys, to – how much more – would you have respected Red Sox ownership if they were just honest at the beginning of the offseason? So like, much hey, more. like, hey, you know what? You guys are gonna hate this. We're not ready yet. We're gonna wait for the prospects. Like, we're not, it's not gonna be a super eventful offseason. People would be mad. People would be very mad, but I guarantee you there wouldn't be fucking this level of ready to burn Fenway down because just being directly lied to. They literally fucking like. They fed the fans what they wanted to hear and then just straight up, you know, it was a lie. It was a facade. <laughs> I, I still don't think it was a lie. I just think it was stupid. Like, they had if a thought in their head. One, if you're playing they one guy. They really like, thought they were going to sign Yamamoto. Like, like they were like, dude, dude, this shit's happening. You don't know it. And you're going to be really excited. Dude, and they were blown the fuck out of the water. You know, Milliken right. had this point, though. If they were so confident, where's the offer? Where's the offer? The fucking the offer for Imanaga was out the next day after he got signed. Where's the offer? What'd you offer him? Here, tell the class. Oh, you don't want to. It was embarrassingly low, and like you don't even want to show that like it was barely a pity effort. So like, they don't. I don't trust them. Well, if they told you it was eight years, twenty five per, would you be like, yeah, they're fucking in it, even though they're off? They they missed. They missed a third of the years, and they're off by like. (laughs) That's okay. That before it started, if it was before the craziness went in, twenty five for eight years sounded like a real offer. You and then it went to like some weird universe where they were like, unless the Red Sox are completely brain dead, they they couldn't have foreseen the Dodgers, the other like preeminent team in the league, having an interest and driving the bidding up. I thought the fucking the idea that his number is going to be like around two hundred million the entire time was laughable. Like from the from the start, just point blank, it made no sense. Like this dude's potentially an ace on the market, and multiple teams are going to be bidding on him. There's no fucking way his number is going to be around eight years, two hundred ten million. In what universe? Like what? Where are you on the uh, the Yamamoto bidding, Steve? Like what 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 did you think was going to be reasonable? What do you think the Red Sox actually offered him? I I'm in a weird spot about the Yamamoto thing. I think that the oh oh, you guys still hear me? Sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um. I don't think that the Red Sox were ever really truly in on him, and that really that really bothers me. Um, but I don't know if he was worth that much. Like we don't know. Like you know, like I remember when uh, Matsuzaka. I mean, no, I'm sorry, Tanaka came over. He was he was billed as the next great thing. He actually really was awesome. But I don't know. 
and there's an age difference there too uh, with Yamamoto, but I don't know. I, like, I'm still – the jury's not out on him to me. I know he's throwing 101. He was badass in the World Baseball Classic. But $300 million, I don't know. That was, that was out of control. Red Sox were never really going to offer that to anybody. Dodgers are on a different zone too. So that, that's a whole – that's just a whole like, you know what? I don't even feel bad about that one. I I, really, I swear to God, I don't feel bad so bad about that. The, a, the weird the weird part is the, how the media made it made us the fans believe there was hope, and there's just too much of that on Twitter anyway. The Twitter is just a bunch of bullshit anyway. These guys they're, they're always trying to make us believe shit, and it's not true. Yamamoto is never coming to the Red Sox. All that but it's not just, it's not the media. It was literally ownership, full throttle, full throttle. How dare the fans hold the ownership to the fucking standard they scream from the rooftops? Holy shit. Like, keep going, keep going. Get 300 million was too much for Yamamoto? Then don't fucking say full throttle at the your fucking end of your press conference all smug after you fired Heim Bloom. Oh, guys, this bum was a fucking idiot who can't actually spend money. It was his fault. Let's change things. Full throttle. No, fucking, actually, instead, we full throttle, we got. Oh, we're pulling all the right le- levers, you know, which is an even more of, confusing metaphor. No, like, what is that? Yeah. What are you talking about? A bit less. Um, what is that? No, mean? Also, is this state. like what? What kind of like like janky ass robot are you piloting here? Like, what? 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 What are you talking about, Tom? Because see, what, what you you're saying about? is absolutely correct. He might not be worth it. Don't say full throttle at the beginning of the off season. Also, like, also assuming like like this is your main guy you're going after. This is the crown jewel of your off-season plan. If your off-season plan is one guy or fucking abort for an entire year, you're not a real organization. Now that's that that you're now you're hitting the nail on the head, right? Like, was this the off-season to make that statement? Like, in right. fairness, were there a bunch of guys with the right age and you know you need the pitching? Who's the next guy? Like, if it's not Yamamoto, who is the guy where you're like, that's how we really restock the, the rotation the way we want to right well, the, away? The problem is those guys don't hit free agency. Yamamoto's kind of uh, an abnormality here because he's coming from Japan. He's the right age. He's the right mm-hmm. talent level. Guys like that don't hit free agency. Jarrett Cole is as close as you're getting to it. And that was, um, first of all, I think he was three years older when he actually hit free agency. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that was also a miracle that that even happened. It just, do- it just doesn't. So I um I, I feel like we could go in circles with this one for a while. Um is there I, man, I, I do want oh sorry Steve, what's up? I just want to say I appreciate Hogdale's like vehement, you know, hatred towards the ownership right now. <laughs> and and it's I'm beautiful. with you. I, I'm I'm so I'm so fucking frustrated too. I really am. But it's gotten to the point now where you have to let it go, Hogdale. Like it, yeah. the only way to get past this. Is to just let it go and maybe just hold out hope. And if they fuck you over and it's April spring training and there's nobody new, there's no Corbin Burns, no Shane Bieber, no Blake Snell, no Reese Hoskins, none of that shit, then you can flip the fuck out. Because those guys are still in a weird, like, flux scenario. There's yep. no guarantee that any – like, we have Giolito. That's not – I don't think that's it. I like I don't, I, I like Giolito. I, I love Giolito. Personally, yeah. out of our po- if you see people on our podcast tweeting about Giolito, in a positive light, it's me. Otherwise, <laughs> guys, those guys, the other guys are phonies about Giolito. I have loved him since the start. All of them, I loved him when he was a Nationals prospect. That guy's my favorite. I'm so happy he's here. I think that him, his signing was a good si- signing. Uh, just that we're not done. I think I think there's at least one or two moves and. 
this team's going to, the Red Sox are going to suck. We have to face that reality. They're going to completely suck this year, but it's going to be all right. I promise, bro. I promise, Hogdale. I just realized before the season, I will pulp myself into believing. I always do. Like, no matter how pessimistic I will get before our opening day, I will look for the silver lining. I'll be like, you know what? I, at the end of the day, I got Tristan Cassis. If no one's got me, if God ain't even got me, I know Tristan Cassis has got me. <laughs> How old were you in 2004? Uh, in the year 2004, I was five years old. Okay, so you never had to go through like more than two seasons like this at a time where the team's just kind of in free fall. The most heartbreaking thing that has ever happened to me as uh, a Red Sox fan was the last day of the season when they missed out in the playoffs and what like was that 20... 20- 2011, and they still had Ellsbury was still an MVP candidate. I cried. When I tell you as a child, I fucking sobbed. Like, because I remember, like, watching, because I was, like, one of the first seasons I really, really got into baseball, like, watching almost all the games that I could. And just on the last day of the season for that team to get eliminated. Fucking, and Oh my god, the, that, the Rays I, fuck the Rays so much. I hate them so you much. You need that heartbreak to really become a fan because I'll tell you what you were saying before, like we didn't think 2004 was gonna happen. You know why I didn't think 2004 was gonna happen? Because I thought 2003 was gonna happen and then it got rigged oh. out right, the floor just got pulled out right beneath them. You need sure that did. heartbreak to really fall in love with something and to really appreciate it. Well, let's say it's 2011 is what made 2013 so much sweeter. Not like, 2012. Not, not Bobby Valentine. <laughs> I, I will never forgive Bobby Valentine for fucking forcing Kevin Euclid out of the ball club. I hate him so much. Remember Kevin Euclid was young me's favorite player. I love me him. Too. I love me you. Too. Remember when Euclid almost hit that that uh, inside the park homer for his last at bat? I was a triple. They, yeah, yeah, the triple, and then they take him out, and then Bobby Valentine's like, "Come back out here!" And like Euclid is like, "Fuck you!" But he still did. <laughs> <laughs> fucking goddamn it! I'm sure Bobby Valentine's a nice guy. I will never forgive him for fucking driving yeah. Duke out of the ball club. I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not even sure he's a nice guy at this point. Like I, I've heard too much, too much, too much stuff behind the scenes that he's just kind of that, that time when he got thrown out of the game, but then he put on like a fake mustache and glasses and was in the dogout. That was funny. I will give him that was very funny. Great Mets manager. Great for the Mets. Yeah, great. Specifically Mets. the Mets. No one else. I'm glad he's not in baseball. Thank God. Ogdale, just so, ima- just be count your blessings on one thing. You're not Andrew Bailey. It's not your first year in Boston's pitching coach. And they're like, <laughs> well, right now, we really haven't really done a whole dude, lot. I'm just so excited for Andrew Bailey here, man. I'm so yeah, excited. But no, no pressure, dude. No pressure. Just yeah, no pressure. Hey, fix the entire pitching better. staff. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right? Just fix it. Like those comments that I heard from Bayo the other day, he's like, he wants to make us the slider like a preeminent pitch in his arsenal this year. I'm like, oh, this is the year he's going to win the Cy Young. Well, one, one I think that he's going to try to turn him into Logan Webb. That's what that's what I think. Because if you look at how the Giants is constructed, <laughs> Red Sox could do something like that. They've got a bunch of like four or five hitting guys that are really solid in that. They just need someone to pair up at the top. They need they need their Alex Cobb to ride with their Logan Webb and then Pavetta can do Pavetta things and maybe be a I'm excited about Pavetta this year too, man. Like people really convinced me like that he's really turned a corner with his sweeper here. So I'm I'm excited. Well, well, think about it this way. If Pavetta was coming from another team, like he had had the season oh, he had last yeah. year and the Red Sox signed him, wouldn't you just be amped up for him? Fuck yeah. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. S- sexy motherfucker. How about Tanner? You were, you were saying, Ed, Tanner Houck's giving you some closer vibes? Oh, Tanner Houck always gives me closer vibes. The guy looks like a fucking psycho. And he ha- he's got that slider that he's, he, I've said this for years. He would be like a right-handed Josh Hader if they ever just moved him full-time to the bullpen. He Why would don't be, they? He would be so, because they think he can still be a starter and maybe he can, but I, 
there are just too many guys that are like him, and he's got the right mentality for it. Um, that was another thing that, like, not even just uh, Hauk, but also Whitlock has gotten into like in absurdly good shape. I have yeah, no idea just what they're to do with them. No shit. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, he lo he looks like uh, John Lester now. Like he's that that. Remember how like like big and bulky <laughs> Lester was? That's what Whitlock's at right now. Like I didn't Whoa. recognize him. Hmm. Is he lefty now too? No, he's not a lefty, but I think they're going to let him try out for the road. I think they're going to let let him try out for the rotation. The thing is, I I really do. I love Whitlock, and I want him to succeed at whatever he does so badly. He's just such a humble guy. He had a quote like he's you could tell he's just so much harder on himself than anyone else. He's like, I was the worst player on the roster last year. I'm like, brother, first half Ryan Brazier existed. It's not true. I mean, you could beat yourself up, but it wasn't true. But Jenilson Lamette was on this team. He, dude, he was. Dude, he really was. That's crazy. Yeah, for like two years. <laughs> that was like a part of last year. <laughs> was when they were just like rotating that 40th spot on the roster and it was like a yes. new guy up up every other week. Sure do. I, yeah, I that was, that's how we got Bernardino, though, so I, I like him. I'm, I'm cool with I love the Bibolo. Yeah. boo 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 bro. He's a baller. Absolute baller. So we're yeah, going to... That's what pisses what, what, me off, though, is that there's so much to be excited about going into this year. And if you just sign Jordan Montgomery, it just, it just, it would be so and nice. And Solaire. Give me Solaire. Give me Solaire, too. Why not? And if you're really worried about payroll, trade Jansen. There's payroll. And then you sign both of them. And, like, you can show you give a shit about this year. You can move Hulk to closer. Yes. Hey, we're all great. Yes. And then not make Whitlock a starter. There. There we go. Yeah. yeah I, I want Justin that. Turner for the D my DH. I can live with Solaire. Oh. I'm not going to be like, ah. Fuck that guy if they sign him, but I want Justin Turner back. I love that guy so I'll much. Tell you, he's he so great much vibes fun guy. to watch. Great vibes. Great guy. vibes, yeah. 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 One year deal? Yeah, one year deal. Maybe you know what? Fuck it. Give him two years. I don't care. I don't care. Let him let let him do his, his Turner trot. Let him have his, his <laughs> fabulous beard. He can he can he and Cassis can exchange beard creams and like very like similar cool lumberjacks together. Like I'm, a, mm. I'm, I'm into that. I'm, I'm super Dude, excited. I, I really, um, I really will never forgive Heim for not like trading for a starter at that last deadline. There's some players on that team last year that like it's criminal. We didn't get to see them in the playoffs. You know what sucks? Criminal. You know what sucks even more about it is that I think that that team was better than 78 wins. I think they just kind Way of better. gave up the last month. Yep. I think they were more like an 85, 86 win team. They had yep. just had no. They just completely lost their fire. Turner was playing. I mean, Turner, bless his heart, was playing on like one leg. Like his heel was like totally shot. But <laughs> dude, playing we second base. We were robbed of seeing Turner. We were robbed of seeing Turner having that great year in the postseason. We were robbed of seeing Duvall in the postseason. Chris Martin having that year and not seeing the playoffs is soul crushing. Genuinely, oh, well, let me let me tell you a story about a man named Scott Atchison. <laughs> one of the best middle relief seasons I've ever seen. There were people talking about him being an all-star. And I think that might, that was one of the teams that just, they, they were just like full on last place pre Dombrowski. I forget if that was the Valentine year or not, but they were, they were, they were not good. So we're going to play a game now. We're going to play, uh, this is what you're game. on here for Mr. Scott. Yes, sir. Game is called pick a side. I'm going to give each of you a binary question. You've seen these questions now because I posted them before, but if this is your first time listening, I'll still explain it. One person, and you'll get you guys will rotate, will get to choose which answer they want. The other person will have to argue that question. We'll have to argue the opposite, no matter what. No matter even if it's the stupidest thing, even if it's really offensive, even if it's like, hey, All right. is Brady an ugly motherfucker? Hogdale, yes. Steven, no. 
Hogdale has to explain why Brady's an ugly motherfucker. Okay. That's how this game works. You guys Horrible follow example. him? Yeah. I, I'm sorry, Brady. You, you caught a stray for no reason. I apologize. Wow. I love Brady. But I, I, wanted to, I wanted to show the gravity of it. Okay. 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 So Hogdale, did you prepare? Some, I saw I saw the I saw the topics. I, I did not prepare. I saw it for a minute, but I was working and then just here I am. Good I did for you not being a responsible I, adult. Yeah, I looked at the topics, but I did not for forward really. All right, prepare. perfect. Cool. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. But um so so Brady's gonna be the referee. Cool. And then after that, after we're done, I'm gonna ask each of you one question from our fans, and then that's gonna be the show. All right. Let's go. So, for question number one, you're a big Pokemon guy, Steve. Absolutely. Yeah. Hogdale, are you a big Pokemon guy? Big, huge Pokemon guy. It's my childhood. Let's go. Hell yeah. You watch the show? Yes, sir. Yeah, I did. The first two seasons. Yeah. So, Steve, I'll let you have first pick on this. Who is the superior Pokemon trainer? Ash Ketchum or Gary Oak, Pokemon Master? Ooh. <laughs> This is, I mean, this is easy. Do I take the easy route, though? You ah, have one minute to the... argue your point. All right. You know what? My first time in the pod, I'm going to take Ash like an unfair son of a bitch. And for this reason, Ash wakes up one day, 10 years old, never ages, by the way. The whole fucking series, <laughs> 25 years later, still hasn't aged a year. Him or Pikachu. Goes to the Professor Oak's house, whatever, the laboratory too late shows up there's no starters oh my god look at this uh, little pokemon ball with a lightning bolt on it what is it it's pikachu that's his best friend for the next 25 fucking years they he goes all the way he wins the pokemon championship did gary do that absolutely fucking not gary him and his his blastoise remember he had a blastoise he had an arcanine shout out to arcanine too that was badass who who did ash have Motherfucking Charizard, Squirtle, which I don't know if he ever evolved. I don't think he did. Uh, he need had him too. Didn't need him too. Uh, he had a Pidgeotto who ended up, by the way, one of the saddest episodes when Pidgeotto evolves and then he lets him go. Oh. He never comes back for him. 25 years later, still hasn't come back, even though he said he would. Yet. That was wrong. What a fraud. That was wrong. So, at, so okay, that's a good point for you, Hugdale. But, um, <laughs> I mean, otherwise... Ash, he loved all his Pokemon except Pidgeot. And for that, uh, <laughs> shout out to Ash. Ash is my goat. All right, well, here's Hogdale, the deal. your rebuttal. Here's the deal about that. You know, people always come out here in the Pokemon universe like, oh, you know, Ash, you know, came out, he performed in the Pokemon equivalent of the playoffs. Like, you know, he he bested Gary. You know why Gary wasn't concerned about that is because Gary was literally fucking drowning in puss. All right. This man was out here. <laughs> nothing but game. Bitches on his arm left and right. Gary was unfazed and unconcerned about anything this fucking bitchless oh, loser oh. Ash Ketchum ever had to do with anything, man. Nurse literally that was Brock's girl. Dude. Gary is literally driving around in a fucking Camaro, you know, <laughs> fucking every chicken fucking around. <laughs> and listen, man, like Gary's just untouchable, man. The dude had drip. The dude had Riz. And he just had cooler Pokemon, dude. Like he had a fucking Blastoise. Ash's fucking bitch made ass couldn't even get his Charizard to listen to him for half the series. That's fucking how anti-Riz he had. Meanwhile, Yo, Gary who showed command. Up? Who showed up when it mattered? Charizard would come back. 
in a flash. You, you, if there was a problem, Charizard was coming back from the Charizard Island real quick. You see, he coming, he remember that? Remember that? that? I do remember that. <laughs> Charizard had like that fucking ESP with Ash. Like, oh, something's wrong. Fucking flew way. What was no, it? Man. It was the it was the Mewtwo movie. I'm sorry. No, uh, Zapdos and shit. Fucking Charizard Talk took down the movie Yes! Yeah, he, he, who do you think he, he like fucking beat Articuno himself? Fucking oh Charizard's the Pope. Fucking Ash Ketchum is a fucking friendship merchant. Gary Oak is fucking out here lone wolfing fucking every single day of the week. I'll take him. He is infinite drip and infinite ribs. What I'm hearing <laughs> is that uh, Gary Oak is, is Wolfdale. Shut up. <laughs> what the fuck? Brady, that went off the rails. Woo! Uh, you ever watched Pokemon Brady? You and you know this uh, big time, the Pokemon. Um, I, so, Stephen, listen, you came out great. I mean, I, I all your points. I was like, of course, of course, you're gonna make that point. Of course, you're gonna make that. Point, <laughs> Ash, of course, but Hogdale, when you brought up, um, you know, that other point that was really, really good. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit! Like, obviously, but then I heard the drip, right? Then I heard the Riz, mm -hmm. and I'm just going on this one. My gut tells me if I had to pick between it, some guy named Ash, which kind of sounds like ass. And you <laughs> told me at first, now these are your words, Stephen, that there were no starters. And that made me feel like, uh-oh, 2023 all over again. And that gave me really bad Red Sox vibes, uh, right? Okay. So like um, I was like, oh, there's no mean? starters. Sure. Right? I, didn't, I didn't like that at all. Like, uh -huh. that one. Okay. And then there was... Hogdale talking about a guy from an island. Who is the island guy? Was it Charizard? It Charizard, who's like a dragon. Yeah, I, so, I don't even want to know. Nope, nope. As soon as you brought Charizard, I was like, check Nate, bitch. Like, so like the truth is, I think you brought it really well, but Hogdale just went to the next level because when Charizard came in, I was like, damn, y'all went to Charizard now? So circle gets the square. All circle right. Square. All right. Boy, Fair Hogdale. enough. All right, and Hogdale also gets possessions, so he gets to choose. Oh boy, okay. We're gonna we're gonna switch the topics. We're going to baseball now. Okay. Oh boy, this is okay. a baseball show. Okay. Who is more deserving of the Hall of Fame? Now, neither of these guys are in the oh, Hall no. of Fame. Justin Pedroia or Nomar Garcia Parra? That's a good one. I'll take Dustin Pedroia on this one. Thank you, Dustin Pedroia is the, if you look up a heart and soul guy, guy in the fucking dictionary in terms of a base of baseball, Dustin Pedroia's face is that image. This is a guy who gave his heart, mind and soul to his baseball team. Plus when you look at his numbers, even though his career was cut tragically short, he's already a fringe hall of famer anyways, combined with the fact that he was a key contributor contributor to multiple championship teams. And also one could argue the third one in 2018 was one clearly because of his vibe that he was sending down to the team. It wouldn't have happened without Dustin Pedroia on the roster. It's why he got the ring guys. All right, let's not fucking kid ourselves here. I would die for Dustin Pedroia. And that's why I fucking think that he is more deserving of the hall of fame. Your rebuttal, Mr. Scott. I'm so thankful you chose Pedroia. Dustin Pedroia is my least favorite Red Sox of my lifetime. Oh my! What? what? Yep. And oh. this is this is actually the yep. You ready? Yikes. This is the reason that small state big takes exist. Oh no! Because me and Josh, there's four of us. Josh and I, anti Pedroia. Like Oliver and Gilly, hardcore 
Pedroia lovers. Now, Pedroia to me, I loved him when he first came out. Loved loved his first couple years. His first year, he was cool. Then his second year, he wins uh, Rookie of the Year, right? Or no, it was Rookie of the Year, then MVP? What was the deal? It was rookie of the, well, yeah, he came up for like a month. Then he won Rookie of the Year. Then he won MVP. Okay. Respect to that. Okay. Wonderful. <laughs> then we get to, I don't know what year it was. I, I've lost track of time. COVID. I don't know. <laughs> the, <laughs> Manny Machado slides into his kneecap, busts his leg. Oh, my God. This is the worst thing, right? Oh, my God. How could you ever do this? Matt Barnes comes in, throws at the dude's head. Okay? Machado looks in the dugout. He says, who who, who did that? And Pedroia looks over and goes, wasn't my fucking idea. Fuck you. You know what? Machado, you ruined his career. Matt Barnes was standing up for you, guy. Matt Barnes, that is what you want in a teammate. All right? Shout out to Matt Barnes forever. Matt Barnes, I have we, we have spoken in Pawtucket. Matt Barnes is my boy. Anyway, sorry, it's not. Uh, back to Nomar. Back to Nomar. Uh, time's up. <laughs> no, this is, this is a minute. Time, time's up. <laughs> oh fuck! Sorry, Steven. You tried, brother. You tried. No, nah, well, I got my point out. I think my, we, we learned that. Um, Stephen Scott has never listened to a Ryan Brady podcast. That it's is on. The, the second you mentioned Mac, Matt Barnes, cooked. It was okay. 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 Is Brady hit Matt Barnes? This is no, so crazy because you had the win so easy. I've never seen anyone. You gave it away. You fucking gave it. You didn't even bring up. The, you tried Hogdale's move, which is to shit on the other one. Which the I pizza hut method. Yeah, pizza hut method. I'm sorry. I, I, oh, but no. then you didn't talk about. Nomar, right? You didn't say. No, I never no, spoke no. about Nomar. <laughs> never said a word. But what you did is you you shit on Dust Madroya, like the heart and soul player of the team, and then you point out the fact that the biggest piece of shit who has ever worn a Red Sox jersey, a fucking sorry excuse for a fucking motherfucker, a no ball, no fucking ball having. Has been, never was, piece of shit that put on my fucking uniform and fucking served it up like a little fucking bitch. Fuck him. Way to go, Hogdale. You fucking invoked that fucking choke job artist. No fucking talent having. Fucking no cojones having, motherfucker. Because that's Hogdale's baby. You know it. I know it. Everybody fucking knows it. Let's go, Hogdale. Let's fucking go. I'm crying. I'm fucking crying. <laughs> Steven's fucking dying. <laughs> I need that. Oh. Oh my. I'm not a big Matt oh, Barnes guy. My heart's beating out of my chest. I'm not a Barnes guy. I'm not guy. a big Matt Barnes guy. not a big, big Matty back guy. Oh. <laughs> not a Matty backpack guy. You now, have like more topics. <laughs> point goes I'm, to Hogdale. <laughs> All, po- all points are equal, though, so he is not one yet. It is a 2-0 lead, however, for Hogdale. Okay. I, would, I wouldn't bring up Matt Barnes again. I wouldn't okay. do that. <laughs> Could I this that. be? I think Brady's going to pass out Hogdale from Lost Wow. <laughs> Matt Barnes, former Marlin, by the way. Don't forget. He sucked there, too. <laughs> Marlin's legend. Marlin's legend. Woo, that was good. Still a free agent. Just oh, so you know. That was close. I almost won that one, though, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what, 
the fuck is question number three? That was the most one point there's ever been. Like, Hogdale owns Every question, too, from now on is just Hogdale's point. Just, you know. Yeah, Hogdale wins. No. Yep. That's crazy. Wow. Oh, man, I'm sweating. That was, that was, that was funny. great. I love that it. That was fucking awesome. All right, what's the next question? What's the next All question? Right. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to blow this one. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a plumber, right? Yes, I am. <laughs> I always wanted to know. How, how'd, you, how'd you get into that? How is, is that like a family thing? Is that something that you just, like, how, how did you become a plumber? Loves My laying dad. pipe. Yeah, I like, I like laying pipe. I'm, I'm, I'm a, you're a pipe layer. I'm a noted pipe layer. Gary Oak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was watching, I was watching Pokemon and got inspired by Gary Oak's Riz. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> That barn's pitch, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> right down the pipe. <laughs> sure was. Oh, no, no, but my dad's a plumber, so that's how I got into it. Yeah, okay. I went, I went would you say your dad too. was your number one plumber role model? I would say so, yeah. Are there any other plumber role models out there? Uh, nothing I can think of, unless you are... Oh, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah hmm. I've got a question for you. Yeah. Who is the sexier plumber? Mario or Luigi? Oh, God damn it. This, then I get to pick which one? Yeah, you get to pick this one. Oh, easily Luigi. <laughs> Hogdale knows. Hear it. Louis, all right, think about Luigi. Tall, thin, <laughs> handsome, mustache. Even though Mario has one, it runs in the family. <laughs> Better voice. Nice Italian. accent. Yes, talented. <laughs> You know the thing about plumbing. As a as a journeyman plumber, I, now I I have applied for my master, but I have not heard back from the state. Kind of frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Rhode Island. Um, to get into small spaces, sometimes you need to be just a little bit thinner, and it's mm. hard to, to get into these small spaces. Now Mario's smaller, I understand that, but a little bit, you know, it's like he's I don't know, he's got that little chunk going on. Luigi, get in that that small space real quick. You know he's he's got dexterity. He jumps higher in the games, I think, um, as far as I'm concerned. And you know when you play the game, who would you rather be? It's it's Mar It's always Super Mario. Everything's about Mario, Mario, Mario. When you get to ch choose Luigi in any scenario, whether it be Super Mario World, um, uh, Mario Kart, uh, Smash Bros. Anything, anytime Luigi shows up, the vibe's immaculate. Like he's he's a good guy. You're happy to see Luigi. So shout out to Luigi. I've, I've always been a Luigi guy. Go over to my cousin's house, play Smash Bros. I'm going for Luigi most of the time, if not Kirby. But Luigi's always the goat. Well, Andale, your, well, your rebuttal. My my rebuttal is like, listen, like when if you're like calling the supposed plumbing company, like if there's the Mario family plumbing company. You know whose face is on the fucking marketing. It's Mario. And the reason it's Mario is because this man lays the best pipe. He fucking has a proclivity for laying pipe. Just ask Princess Peach. Just even ask fucking his oh, side Princess Daisy. Which fucking, you know, he's been seeing her on the side. I played Super Mario Land on Game Boy. So, like, listen, man. This is the face of the franchise. This is a, guy, this is a guy, no matter, like, what kind of toilet he sees, no matter what kind of disgusting sewage comes his way, he's unfazed. He lives up to the pressure. He killed Bowser how many times? He doesn't give a shit about little feces coming into his face here, trying to fucking, you know, while laying some, you know, tough pipe. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. To me, like Mario is just uh, the, the, the face 
of all clutch pipe playing. And to me, that makes him the better plumber. That's just me, though. <laughs> can I have a rebuttal for that? Because I just don't understand yes. how many how many times can Bowser take your bitch, though? Like, like how many times? <laughs> Valid. Like, you got to beat this guy up. You got to teach him a lesson. Like, we're talking about, like, four Mario worlds. You know, <laughs> I, I think that that just shows that she, she likes Bowser a little better. He's given her something that Mario isn't. Oh, true. Hey. Bowser's got something. Talk about Riz. I'm cooking. And then Gary Oak been chilling. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys, I got you made excellent points. I mean, really. Uh, yeah, did we? So, yeah, really. Stephen, I'm gonna be honest with you. Good for you. Good on you. Shaking off. That was a that was a real real <laughs> rough second round for you. Uh, and you went right away. You had your choice, and you went for the right answer, Luigi. Uh, <laughs> He is the one that you choose. He's much better looking. We don't look for the Luigi. one that the known, uh, you know, the slow <laughs> guy that can't fit in the space. You know, you're an expert plumber. I know. Rhode Island is so rotund. A little rotund. I agree. <laughs> Luigi, I give him in center field this year for the, for the Sox. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Luigi would be a great center fielder. Mario, I don't know. Where would he be? A catcher? Uh, catcher. Gotta, yeah. Isn't catcher? there a Mario Maybe. baseball game? Yes. Oh, we would be great yeah. playing that. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> no, like there really is. Yeah, there is. I'm saying we should play that. Be, I'm be... up for that. Super yeah. Mario Sluggers, let's go. <laughs> I'm down. All right. So it's okay. two one right now. You got a little work to do, but okay. at least okay. you're, you're getting on a little. Steve, you're coming. You're, you're, you're climbing out of a hole. I thought that Brady was just going to disqualify you. After I, I thought I was you're, done too. You're, you're already exceeded <laughs> expectations at this point. Awesome. But the ball's at Hogdale's court now. Yep. Oh, Who God. will have the better season in 2024? We're going back to baseball. Tanner Houck or Garrett Whitlock? <clears throat> I will go with Garrett Whitlock. I've always been a gigantic Garrett Whitlock guy. And that was before he came to Winter Weekend built like a fucking Greek god, like an Adonis. This man is carved from stone now. You know, talk about alpha zaddy energy. That's the energy that fucking that Garrett Whitlock is bringing this year for the Boston Red Sox. That he said, John Lester, I'm built like three John Lesters. I'm built like a fucking, I'm built like the greatest man who's ever existed. Chuck Norris, who I'm fucking Garrett Whitlock. How dare you bring up this peasant in my presence? He's going to fucking, he's going to dominate. I love his stuff. And he's just very humble. He's a very good kid. Like he, he has this Adonis of a body, but he's just a good guy. And that's why he's going to fucking conquer this year. He's a conqueror. Who would you rather fight, three John Lesters or one Garrett Whitlock? Three John Lesters. Damn. All right. Good answer. <laughs> but you're wrong because Tanner Houck <laughs> is about to take over the closer role, Papelbon-esque, and run away with it. We're talking about Mariano Rivera-style fucking closer for life vibes. Talking about vibes. Fucking Houck. My God, Ed was just tweeting about how we just fucking had the closer vibes. I've thought about this too for a while with Hauk. You have there's a certain barometer of psychopath you need to be a closer. And I remember when Joe Kelly <clears throat> was on the Cardinals and they got him. I was hoping, oh, maybe that maybe he'll be the closer someday because he was a psycho. It was a known thing. But he comes over as a starter. They end up putting him as a reliever, as we all remember. A lot of success. I think Joe Kelly would have been a good closer back then, but Kimbrell was cool too, I guess, in the moment. Whatever. Tanner Hauk. I, you see that psycho vibe. You when, when does Whitlock have the psycho vibe? I don't see it. But Hauk fits well in Boston as a psycho. We all love psychos in Boston. Uh, 
And we need to, we're going to need a closer very soon. Motherfucking. <laughs> um, <laughs> soon. <laughs> anyway, Kenley will be traded. <laughs> Kenley will be traded. How could be the closer? Do you like my hands? I'm, do, I'm doing my, my, uh, well, well, yeah. well, the hands. I don't know what it's coming from, but, uh, fucking anyway, when how becomes a closer, it's over for you, Hogdale Whitlock. He'll be a good reliever. You know, shout out to good relievers. I love good relievers, but I love great closers. And Hawk's the next great one. Oof. Man. S- Stephen Scott, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> just rolling right into my wheelhouse here. Uh, <laughs> it's like you really went the wrong path, and now you just took the right one. There you go. Uh, Hogdale, how old were you in 2001? Uh, I was two years old. Okay. You don't remember that 11, do you? Damn. No, I do not. Which is so why I make so many jokes about it. In 2001, one Nomar Garcia Pera was donned on the cover of Sports Illustrated that was, quote, a cut above, and he was ripped and shredded. Holy shit. And do you, know how many, do you know how many games he played that year when he was shredded? How many? 21 games. Ooh. So, one of the most beautiful games you've ever seen. So when you bulk up, sexy. that's not always a really good thing. And Garrett Willock bulking up for a, a starter, motherfucker, ain't gonna be again a spring training. Okay, so I'll say it right now, Tanner Howe, closer vibes, smothered with him. Give me that all day, air day, Stephen. Good job. Thank you very much. You got it, man. Wow. And Stephen Scott has tied the game two two wow. as we head into sudden death. In sudden death, Ryan Brady gets to pick who has to answer each one. Okay. So I'm going to ask you guys a question. You like Disney movies? Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah, you've seen all of the Golden Age, Renaissance Disney movies? Hell yeah. Pretty sure, yeah. All right. So which is the better Disney movie, Aladdin or The Lion King? Okay. Brady? So I'm going to – who now who answers? For, I know I'm going to choose who gets it, but who – You answers? can pick it. It's, you're, you're their god now. Okay. Okay. So – I'm going to go ahead. We're saying Lion King or Aladdin, correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead right now and give Lion King to Steven. Okay. Hogdale, you're going to get Aladdin. Let's go. We're going to go ahead. Steven, you go first. Wow. This is a tough one. These are my two favorites. Oh. Hmm. All right. You're a big Brady guy. You're a big Disney guy, Brady. I, I sure am. So yeah, yeah. The, if you bring up Matt Barnes, I'm going to give you a little insight. You you lose. Right? <laughs> okay. Right. Whew, I almost did. <laughs> okay. Came really close. Really? My, my scar, my scar, Matt Barnes metaphor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess is really is the Matt Barnes of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I am your closer. Like, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh. No. All right, let's think here. I have one word for you. And I'm not even sure if it's a word. Ready? I like it. Prepare your ears. Ready? What does? You know exactly what the fuck I'm saying. And I don't even do it right. How iconic is this movie? Name one song from Aladdin. You can't. I mean, you can. You can. You can. But... Is there one song more synonymous with Disney, with great cinema, with great cartoon cinema? This was 
when you look back to at the golden, this was the golden age. When you look back, two D cartoons. Now we got like this weird Pixar with the weird eyes. It's kind of giving you the uncanny valley all the time. It's kind of sickening. Back then, <laughs> back then, the movies were two D, just like the cartoons you see on TV. The soundtrack alone was one of the best soundtracks. I just can't wait to be king. Oh my god! And FYI, the kid that sings in that 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 song was in Smart Guy, if you remember that show on Disney Channel. Great show. But anyway, um, <laughs> wonderful. Disney, um, it, it, you think about what you've learned as a child, uh, the, the fuck me eyes of, of Simba <laughs> to, to Nala. That's the first time I ever... The, the tears losing your father early on. I've never... That was the first, like feeling of like pain watching a movie you you grow up watching the movie you literally like you grow up with the the movie but while watching the movie you grow there's nothing more ingrained in a kid's brain of that time than the lion king from start to finish the animation the soundtrack the the voices you think of the the iconic uh animation of uh what's what's the monkey's name uh <laughs> abu is that his name? Shit. No, Abu yeah. was the one in uh Abu was the one in in Aladdin. Oh, I'm doing line. Oh, wait, wait, monkey. Oh, wait, you're talking about Rafiki? Yeah, Rafiki. Rafiki, that's the guy. Rafiki. When he puts the thing on the in the Simba's head, and oh my god, there are so many iconic moments. Simba, you got Mufasa. Oh my god. The, the characters alone. Oh <laughs> I'm running out of things to say, but I love this movie. All right. Yeah, hot Dale. You're up, Hogdale. You're about my, my response is first an indignant, uh, you know, just, you know, response to, like, the acidine name one song in Aladdin, when literally, like, <laughs> the most iconic song in all of Disney's fucking history is in Aladdin. You know what isn't in uh, Disneyland is fucking, you know, uh, the ma the magic Ozmenya fucking, uh, you know, ride. Why not? There's Disney's magic carpet ride where you hear the angelic, beautiful song i can show you the world shining shimmer like come on man are we kidding me this like song iconic... puts me to sleep that song's a it's... lullaby that's asinine beautiful love song it's a beautiful bonding moment between the two main characters brady mentioned abu amazing character great comedic relief sure. uh gilbert godfrey is in the movie which automatically really just makes it better if you think about it hearing his beautiful voice the sound the voice of god believe it or not uh, also, Godfrey in Lion King Two is the parent. No, that was Mr. Bean. Was the parent? He was. <laughs> no Mr. way. Bean was in. Uh, was was what was his name? Zazu. Yeah. Also, I haven't even brought up the most iconic thing about Aladdin, which is Robin Williams' phenomenal, amazing performance. Rest in power, King. Just really one of the greatest performances in the history of animation cinema. I don't have enough good things to say about Aladdin, but that is why I think it's the better movie. Compelling arguments from both sides. Mr. Brady, as our resident Disney expert, mm -hmm. Disney genius, I, I yeah. don't know what they're adult Disney fan, I, I don't know what they're called. Sure. What's what's what, what's your opinion? Who is the winner <clears throat> of today's game of pick aside? Steven did a good job. You really did. You, you did a good <laughs> job, you know, bringing up the fuck me eyes. Um thank you. No one just talked about it. No one I was expecting that, but it's so true. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was like Riz, you were pulling a Hogdale move there by 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 bringing out the Riz drip card. True. D didn't yeah. even mention the best song in the movie. Be prepared. 
Yeah. So, okay. So Hogdell. That's because, but that's because Stephen doesn't want to root for Nazis, and that's what Scar was. So I get it. Right? <laughs> I, 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 it's so freaked me out. That was weird. Remember that in the in the, the big skeleton, right? And the, they're all singing with hyenas. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I, they're all goose stepping in unison. You know, I thought like, you would have been all over. A little heavy-handed there, Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought you would have been all over with your initials being double S, but maybe that's just. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Damn! I mean, I'll come back for that one. That was good. That was damn. Hogdale wins. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> you, you you didn't correctly know how to sing the the most famous song that sing you. Sing it. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And you were like, ah, Matt Barnes is not a <laughs> So because you picked Matt Barnes, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> For the win, Hogdale finally for the first time gets a win in pick a side, and first all win? it took was, was, was Stephen Scott accidentally bringing up my, uh, Ryan Brady's arch enemy Matt Barnes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what it took. If yep. I only knew, if I You're gonna have to come back on for a redemption challenge. Yeah, I definitely not to, to mention Matt Barnes. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> that was a that was a, it was a good that was a good uh, show. We're gonna wrap it up with I've got a couple of questions. Uh, for 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 each of you, uh, love it. Yeah. So of the three, who wants to go first? Uh, Brady Hogdale or Mr. Scott? Mr. Scott. I'll, I'll go. Sure. Okay. So this one was actually directed specifically to you, and I don't know if this is a reference that I just didn't get, but uh, this comes from Around the Diamond podcast. Would love to hear your thoughts on Yadier Molina. Nothing in particular. Just want to hear your thoughts on him. <laughs> okay, I knew this. I, I saw this. Okay, so the context behind this. This is one of my early uh, arguments on Twitter back when Small State first became a thing. I had an argument that Salvador Perez has a better Hall of Fame case than Yadier Molina, and I still believe that. I think that Salvador Perez, all around, in my opinion, is a better catcher. And you know what? I get dunked on this a lot. There's a lot of stats that prove me wrong, but I still would take Salvador Perez to this day as wrong he as hits it all runs. He hits home runs. I, like, I, I, don't, I don't think that, that it's a totally ridiculous argument. I disagree with it. But I think if you value home runs like a lot more, I mean, Yadier Molina never hit 48 homers. Never. Also, Perez still playing, so maybe he can uh, maybe he can put put a put a little bit more. Bro, Salvador Perez has 15.3 career F4. What are we doing here? Shut the fuck what up, is, what is Yadier? Shut up with your numbers, nerd. Good question. I'll look it up. And and what does the numbers mean? I, I don't know what this shit means. I don't really care. I just watch the games and I'm like, Salvador Perez is the, the man. Yo, based. Based opinion. Based. Ex- and shout out to Base God, who I have the number of. Him and I text. Yadi has a uh, 55.6. Okay, shit. Well. <laughs> <laughs> what is what does that mean though? What's the what's the fuck? No, it's that? because uh Fangraphs puts a lot more emphasis into uh, defense when it comes to like weighing their algorithm out. And I think they're more on the cutting edge of like the catching, like, you know, framing statistics, you know, run value kind of nerd shit. So yeah. I can really just dismiss it and say that's nerd shit and Salvi's better completely valid. <laughs> oh, nerd. I, I, I can totally see where Yachty would be a better defensive player, all this shit. But okay, well, who? Well, I don't know. Yachty. Actually, I was gonna, I was gonna say who would have who means more to their city, but Yachty. Yeah, probably Yachty too. The, the best advertisement for Yachty is the second he retired, their pitching staff became fucking dog shit. <laughs> That's true. Like genuinely terrible, fucking awful. That's I have a buddy who's a Reds fan that uh, would w- would love my condolences. Just just hates hates Yachty so much. Just hates everything about him. 
So maybe, maybe you're like uh, maybe you're part Cincinnatian or something. I think he's boring, but like a lot of catchers are boring, especially when they're more you know defensively savvy. Salvi's fucking electric. Was Yadi like? Did Yadi get progressively madder though? Like like, th- like, th- like by the end of his career, he was like just starting fights and like getting angry all the time. I'm like, dude, just relax. I'm not serious, you know. Yeah. I was getting, like Salvador's got good vibes. Yadi's got like angry. Like relax, man. It's okay. Just Shit. chill, brother. Jesus, just chill, bro. All right. Like, remember that, fight? that deep. You remember that fight uh, between him and Brandon Phillips, and like Jason Larue got kicked in the head and had, had to, to retire. retire. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, wild. I remember that. Yeah. So just was... chill, Yachty. All could have been avoided. Jason Larue could still be playing, but no. <laughs> no. R.I.P. Ryan Friel, by the way. Rip. Oh, did he die? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, shit. <laughs> just, I did wow. not. That took a dark turn. You, you know who else did? Luis Valbuena. R.I.P. I got that, that. That was crazy. That one I knew. That was also just like an absolutely insane. That was a really rough couple of years between him and um, Oscar Tavares, and I think it was Yordani Yordan Ventura. Yep. Like that was just a really rough few years for uh, for baseball players in other countries. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna go on a little bit of a lighter thing here. <laughs> Sorry, uh, uh, Brady. Uh, what what what's your worst member? No, my, it's actually this, I, and there is a reason why I'm asking you this one. Yeah. Um. This is from him, Lincecum, Rain Blurred Sky, and it's uh. Why is concern trolling over Cassis's gloves so much of a thing? Why are people so concerned about Tristan Cassis's defense? I guess is the is the question. Because our defense was fucking putrid last year. <laughs> so you know any any positive? We know he can hit. Like, we know you can fucking rake. Like, that's the thing. Let's move in a positive direction because, I mean, Vaughn Grissom is, you know, we're, we're hoping to play really good. I need, for the love of God, to play just reasonable second pace. But I think that completes the player, right? Like, we know he can hit, right? He's taking a leadership role, which I will fucking love to see. Hopefully that glove can – can because there were some plays early in the year that looked like his footwork was shit. I mean, Jim Rice was calling him out. Jim Rice calls everybody out, but he was right with what he was saying. There was – you know, he was taking weird leans, and um, if he takes that next step, dude, he's just he's just going to be a solution to all the problems they have, except for pitching. <laughs> for now. Right, right. Like, now. With his defense, I'm willing to put 100% of the blame on Carlos Fables because all of the defense was fucking dog shit last year. It was so bad. Rafi regressed so badly, and I'm willing to blame, you know, blame it on Carlos Fables. It's a, uh, it's his fault. <laughs> All right, so we've got one last question, and this is from <laughs> our friend uh, Ryan E. Martin. That's R. E. Martin thirty four. Love that. This is for you, Hogdale. Garrett Whitlock is a starting pitcher. Never thought I would write those words again, but alas, what do you think his ceiling is in 2024 if he's healthy? Pros and cons of him as a starter or a reliever. And I didn't ask you this one, Brady, because I didn't want you to have an aneurysm. Man, like the the pros are like if everything goes right and he meets his potential, he could be a really solid middle of the rotation starter. At the same time, like he hasn't been able to stay healthy, and like I to me, like you just put him in the bullpen. Like I understand they want to give him a tryout because Jordan Montgomery is not currently on the team, and there's a fifth uh, rotation spot available, but. To me, I just put him in the bullpen and forget about it because he's an amazing bullpen arm. We saw him be an amazing bullpen arm for this team consistently. He threw the most bullpen innings for the team in like what was it in twenty one? Like he had like a almost a hundred innings out of the bullpen. Like let's let's not overcomplicate things. I'm happy that he's like really shredded now and like he's come to play. But 
let's not let's not fuck this up okay this dude like we know what he's good at just let him be good what he's good at you know at what he's good at mm-hmm. all right well that's our mailbag for this week we only had three questions so we did a rapid fire because we got a ton last week for some reason but i'm glad uh we had enough for each of you um and that's we've almost been on for like an hour and a half now so well, i think man. that's gonna be our show but i do want to thank uh Stephen o scott jr for coming yes, on again uh any any closing thoughts mr scott Yes, uh, Brady. I hope you mend your fence with Matt Barnes someday. <laughs> I can't. I didn't know you hated him so bad. Like I, I had the most like wonderful review of him. You must have been like sitting there and like dying while I was popping off. He's he's it's a good. Uh, yeah, he's a good con artist. I'm sorry that it happened to you. It's happened to his wife, his poor wife. Oh, hey, it's, I have to tell you a story. Not, I have to tell you a story about his wife. I was at a Paw Sox game with my oh, buddy no. a long time ago. This is this is back with the Paw Sox, right? He was up and down at the time. He's standing there. He was he was warming up, and I'm I'm with my buddy. I'm like, what the fuck happened to Matt Barnes? Man, he sucks. This is before he like came back up and you know sort of leaving. And this girl kept looking at us, and I'm like, what the fuck's her problem? So anyway, Matt Barnes, man, he fucking what? He, he's a fucking. We were just like going back and forth, right? Anyways, the girl just kept giving sturdy looks. She goes down. You remember how Pawtucket was? She goes down into the bullpen and she kisses him like right in front of us. I was like, oh my god, that's his girlfriend or wife or whatever. Shit. Oh, no. Oops. Oh, no. Oops. But then he made it to the pros after and he was, you know, a relief pitcher or whatever. You remember he was like, gonna be like a fucking starter? He was like, oh maybe. And then, yeah, it's so. fu- it's funny because she clearly didn't want to hear the slander anymore. She, she really shouldn't have done that though, because if it was a, the wrong group of Red Sox fans, like they would have fucking anted up 20-fold. Oh, like, I yeah, know. He's a fucking bum. Stinks. Oh. I didn't even think but, twice. I was just kind of bitching him too. Yeah. <laughs> she seems like a lovely, lovely person. She's put up a lot, as you can tell. That's the part for the story that I took from it is that <laughs> she she she's a good egg. And she is um, respect to her. Yep. I like that. And sorry to Matt Barnes. Barnes I, he can go I fuck still... himself though. <laughs> Matt, I didn't say that. Matt, you're my boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I appreciate the integrity with uh with a rageful vengeful Brady staring you down. I uh, I, I respect <laughs> it. Yes, I can't I give in. I, I I just yeah. The only thing. Wait. So how'd you feel about that? About him throwing at Machado back then? When, when that happened. Um, I think he's a pussy. <laughs> so because of that. Oh no no! It goes well beyond that. Um, I also <laughs> heard he tr- he's he's actually he's disrespectful to plumbers. That's actually a known fact. No. I can't. Yeah. Oh, he's a big. Fan I mean, of so you illicit. you do with with that what you feel like you need to. I'm just saying, for you know, you know, he he clogs toilets on purpose, right? You know what I mean? Well, I appreciate and, that if he did. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good. That's Damn it, Matt Barnes <laughs> foiled again. Matt Barnes takes fat shits to call plumbers and. <laughs> I kind of like I kind of like this like idea though of you two being rivals over Matt Barnes like, like yeah. you know, Steve you just love him and like everything like Brady's like no but he did this and you're like actually that's pretty cool thanks Matt yeah. Barnes respect to Matt Barnes clog those toilets bro but if he hates plumbers send him to Jim 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 will rip him off you know you ever see the Jim the Jim commercials don't don't trust him you heard it here first sorry don't I don't know Jim. Jim but I do know Matt Barnes and uh. He might be Wolfdale. That's true. <laughs> wow. Have you yeah, ever seen that? Yeah. Huge of true. Just on leaving it there. Note, Just, yeah. On that note, where can people find you, Steve? Also, you can find me on Twitter. You. 
Yeah, please do. Uh, Stephen O. Scott. I just tweet r- random thoughts in my, that come to my head. It's all my Twitter is, man. Love that. Yeah, and definitely check out uh, Small States Big Takes. One of I, I was saying before, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. That's one of the ones that, listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say I listen to every episode of the show, but I listen to enough of them that I, I, I can tell you that it's a really good one and that I enjoy it and that you should all, you should all be listening to it as well. So I really respect that. Ed, I just want to say too, anybody that says they listen to our, my pod, like that small state big takes means a lot because I, we do this podcast and we don't even like believe that anyone listens. It's like a, it's a crazy thing. Oh no, I listen to it. It's, it's become for at least for this winter, it's been my plan, my shoveling music or whatever, my, sho- my shoveling, when I've been shoveling, I've been listening to that one every time I was doing it. And yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good show. I do have to ask you though, how come yeah. you show up late so often? Uh, I work late a lot of times, and and sometimes I just don't feel like doing it. How about that? <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you for uh, finding the time to come on for us. This Anytime is, for you guys. This Give me was really fun. We'll have to have you back at some point. Uh, yeah, you're the man, dude. This was awesome. Yeah. You guys are the best. Thank you. See y'all next week. Bye.